Friends, welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Cam K here, along with my co-host Graydon Bunn, and we welcome back for his second appearance on the show, Brad Miller from Laps for MD. This is actually the third time only that we've had a repeat guest, so we're very excited to have you on, Brad. Uh, first off, want to know how you're doing with everything. Obviously, uh, we're all in Ontario, so things are finally starting to open up. It seems like it's been forever since oh, yeah. retail's been open. And um, so how are you doing with all of this? And 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 uh, what are you looking forward to as we uh, re- reopen here? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, in, in the beginning of all this, it was a little, uh, you know, stressful, obviously, when uh, people with muscular dystrophy can be at high risk for, you know, getting such a thing. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it's kept us inside, but it's also allowed a lot of us to connect through social media now like this and, uh, you know, through video. So, you know, that has helped, help me get through it. That's for sure. And I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to, you know, hanging out with people, being able to go to a barbecue, actually being able to go and, uh, you know, enjoy a race at the track and, uh, you know, again, spend time with family and just start enjoying life again. And we think there's a lot of things we all feel like we need to make up for that we've missed. Yeah. It's one of those things, Brad, that we, I think we all take for granted that we've learned kind of throughout this entire experience that there's a lot of things that we really take for granted. I mean, even just the, the, like you said, going to a barbecue, something you wouldn't even think of as a, a really big, big thing, but yeah, it, it, it is great. And, and we're, we're all on that, that same boat. We're ready to get back to the racetrack. And for some of us um, it has been extra, extra long because we weren't allowed at all at the racetrack last year. There's some people that were able to go to the track, but some of us, like uh, I think all, all three of us haven't been since at least 2019. Right. And that hurts. <laughs> yeah. That really hurts. So um, let's kind of revisit the laps for MD charity. Um, and let's go through kind of what it is and what it does. Um, it's a very, very great um, concept. Obviously we're big supporters of it. Uh, you know, we always have our, uh, let me see if I, that's Chris Jericho, but uh, <laughs> we try and move closer. We always have our, there we go. We always have our lobster featured um, somewhere in the show. You've got one right over Graydon's shoulder. And of course he is decked out in <laughs> laps for MD gear. So let's talk about the program, Brad. When did you I'm not a good, I'm not Vanna White like you are. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get started, uh, Brad, on, on how this, this whole thing came to be. Well, again, I mean, I appreciate all the support that you've given and seeing that in the background, the Laps for MD shirts and everything is great. And, uh, you know, Laps for MD did start out of a passion for racing. You know, uh, as a child, I wanted to be a professional racer, you know, growing up around racing, with my dad and then my brother was you know a go-kart racer as well so that really you know started the passion for racing 
you know, grow, I remember growing up just, you know, sit, being small enough to sit in a, a laundry basket, watching the NASCAR race and just pretending I was one of the drivers. So <laughs> yeah. And again, that led to the need and want to be a professional racer. But then again, I was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, which, you know, this is where we say to a lot of people who doubt how physically demanding the sport is, is that unfortunately with muscular dystrophy, that physical demand is just makes it really impossible to sort of pursue that dream. And uh, so it, it led me to sharing my story. And then eventually I came up with the idea for laps for MD again, you know, race drivers donating $1 for every lap they lead that goes to muscular dystrophy charities. So in Canada, that would be muscular dystrophy Canada and in the U S Mus the muscular dystrophy association. And the other thing I'll say is the idea also started again. I was a huge Jeff Gordon fan and watching the racing and, you know, the thing you notice during any kind of race broadcast, they mention laps. Oh, he's led this many laps. And then that sparked the idea of, wow, you know, someone like Jeff Gordon would lead a lot of laps in a season because of all the laps that they do run in NASCAR. So mm -hmm. that's why the dollar for a lap, uh, you know, came, came up as the idea because, you know, some like, like we'll say some of these guys will lead the entire race and then lose the race and get beaten in the last corner. So it was a way for them and my idea to sort of still help and, you know, in a way, uh, donate some funds and still get that winning feeling in some way, even though no one likes finishing second. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's make it a little clear for everybody. Um, cause as myself, I, I was not educated to what muscular dystrophy is. I frankly, I'd seen the, and I'd heard of the title, but I had no idea what it was. So just for, for everybody that is tuning in, um, listening or viewing, uh, what is muscular dystrophy? Yeah. Like muscular dystrophy is a muscle wasting disorder. So it can affect so many people in many different ways. Um, the form I have is called Becker's muscular dystrophy or Becker and, um, you know, the progression can be different between each individual. Again, there's many different uh, types. So, you know, there's Duchenne, which is the kind that, you know, unfortunately will take away a child's ability to walk pretty soon. And, you know, the life expectancy is also uh, shortened in that way, even though there's been advancements. But again, it's a muscle wasting disorder. So they, and even myself, have to worry about our hearts mm -hmm. and also have to worry about the lungs. And so, you know, there's a lot of stress involved in it, to be honest, mm -hmm. and they're not to say that we don't have our good times and enjoy life as well. But, um, you know, so laps for MD in a way was sparked out of a need that I feel that, you know, we need to uplift people that sometimes go through these challenges and let them know that there's other people there fighting in the battle with them, because that's what really helped me. I mean, when I stopped working, you know, it's it, and it was because of muscular dystrophy, it becomes, you know, challenging. So having others to talk to, or even just knowing there's other people supporting you whatever way they can at a charity walk or whatever, definitely, you know, uplifts you and makes you feel a lot better and makes you feel like you can keep fighting. Yeah, absolutely, Brad. And, and we've talked uh, at, at the track and everything before, and, and your passion for, for racing goes deep, obviously, by what you said about uh, how this, how Laps for MD was founded. Uh, can you elaborate and you've told me this story before and I like to hear it. Uh, our viewers uh, and listeners would love to hear it too. I'm sure uh, your connection with your dad and, uh, and your deep roots in racing. Yeah, because um, you know, my dad 
grew up in marketing. So uh, he would work with companies such as Harvey's, Swiss Chalet, and, uh, you know, he formed a good relationship with the local track, which is which was Motorsport at the time now, Canada's uh, or Canadian Tire Motors, International Motorsports Park. Harvey said, I know there's so many different things, <laughs> nowadays, but uh, we'll just refer to it as Motorsport. But, uh, <laughs> you know, my dad would work with a lot of the drivers and uh, sponsored cars. Uh, there was the old Cookwoods Lola. I believe it was a Lola a yellow car and there was Swiss Chalet on the side of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was Epi Wheats and he would drive this uh, amazing Camaro, which was brown and white that was in the Trans Am series. So mm-hmm. I was around in the days when, you know, I don't know, it was just the crowds were amazing. And, and hopefully we'll get yeah. back to that yeah. soon. And it's just, that drove my passion, just being able to go to the track some days when there weren't race drivers there, or there was someone testing and just going with my dad as he met with the, uh, like say the owner of, most port there because he had a relationship so you know again that really sparked a lot of the interest in racing and also when he was working with Midas he sponsored the uh, number 02 carry mix car mm-hmm. and you know I was lucky enough to travel around Ontario and Quebec uh, with the team and just seeing all that and even uh, I mean it was so I was so lucky to be a part of that when carry mix actually won the championship and you know, it, it just feels quite special. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of the guys in the cast card now, the Pinty series, you know, they've been around for some time and, you know, they know the ins and outs of the sport. And uh, it's just amazing to myself with laps for MD. I, I would never have thought one day that we might have a laps for MD decal on a car and be working with the Pinty's NASCAR team. So, yeah, you know, I mean, like all of us, we've been lucky to be influenced either by our fathers or friends to uh, yep. get into racing. Yeah. The whole idea behind, you know, approaching a race team, asking them if they want to be a part of the, the program, how does that, how did that work initially? Because anytime that you're asking for money in terms right. of racing, they, what, what was it? Was it Dave Lloyd? I think, I'm not sure if it's Dave Lloyd from Quick Quick or if it was, uh, it may have been Joe Chisholm from Race Time Radio that said, you don't have money in racing. You don't go in it to make money. Yeah. So in a tough kind of climate, what was that first? I'm not talking like now, but that first team that you had to go and approach, do you remember it? And oh. then what was the response? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I mean, just like anyone, uh, you dream big, right? So I sent emails, <laughs> emails out to Hendrick Motorsports and all those other big teams hoping that that might do something. But uh you know, just sending out simple requests. And then, you know, I had to refocus my, uh, you know, refocus the idea for laps from me. I mean, we always want to go after the big teams, but then grassroots racing is where <laughs> the fans are yeah. and they're always there, you know? Yeah. So reaching out, the thing I felt we had is that I was just saying, it's just a dollar or a lap you lead. Like, you know, it's, it's very low. So I wouldn't, you know, expect you know, so I would expect that someone might be open to that idea, but yeah, I was just sending emails and, uh, and then the first person, which was Shelby Mills said yes. And then eventually somehow, uh, I somehow met with, met up with Joey McComb and then Joey jumped on mm-hmm. that. And that was the start of it. And, uh, you know, working with Mike from infinite motorsports and, uh, you know, Ben Young and Matt Garwood and them, and, uh, that really helped, you know, get a lot of things going. And still today though, yeah, you're going to send an email out to a team. You already know that, again, there's not a lot of money in the sport. And that's why I hope that the uniqueness and the low dollar amount of a dollar for a lap you lead 
yeah, you know, we'll convince people to join into that. And I'll be honest with you, I have sent uh, some teams emails twice, and they're like, "You already asked me." I'm like, "Oh, I already forgot." So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they know we're there, and I don't, I don't want to annoy them or anything. But again, if people choose to join it, they, they, a lot of people do know we're here, and uh, hopefully, they will decide one day to join if they like. You know, we're still here, so we're still going. And what's the the Atratix track experience for somebody with laps for MD? Because you just you did mention that you were, you know, starting out going to see the Cascar races and um, race tracks aren't really known for being the most accessible, right? Um, for somebody that has some sort of a, an impairment or a disability, what have has your experiences been like at the race tracks that are in Ontario? Are they all pretty well um, conformed to being um, accessible for you? Or do you think that there's still a ways to go? And not just you in general, but I guess yeah. as a whole, do you feel that there's room still for the, a lot of tracks that need to work on it? I mean, we talked before, Brad, that the right. TTC in, in Toronto isn't even completely accessible, which is ridiculous. Uh, they are fixing that this year. Yeah. But um, what, what has the experience been like? You know, I mean, I was lucky when I was younger that it wasn't so bad. So I didn't really experience too much. Um, I remember one time, though, I was maybe 15, 16, that I went to the Molson Indy. And uh, I was like, cool, we got these awesome tickets. And then they're like, okay, the, your seats are all the way at the top up there. So <laughs> with no railing at the time. I don't know if they've improved that yet. It was the longest journey of my life. And when I sat down, it was like a big relief. So, uh, you know. My only thing that I've noticed at tracks is that if there's no railing, it makes it really impossible to get up, mm -hmm. you know, and, and again, I mean, those things have been improving. There's, there's new inventions coming out, like, uh, and maybe, maybe tracks, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was at, uh, Mosport there and, uh, we were doing one of our laps room D meet and greets and we stumbled upon this one corner where there was nobody because there was nothing set up there. And it was, it was, it was pretty close to everything, but the fact was it gave us a good view of the track and it was flat. And I was just like, you know what, if, if a track would even just put one little area that was like, they say they paved it and had places where people with wheelchairs and other mobility issues can come and sit without worrying about the Hills and everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know there's certain things they can do and there's a lot of expense, mm -hmm. you know, like I'll tell you with, uh, the Canadian tire motorsport park there, um, they've done an amazing job at paving the place and in fixing it up. I mean, it's, it's the money they put in there is amazing. And I think that tells you also though, that they have future plans for future series to come. And, you know, yeah. I'd say it, like, if you, if you're going to run a NASCAR cup race, I, I bet you there's certain uh, things that they expect at the track. So maybe mm -hmm. the bigger tr uh, teams coming out and that, will influence and they'll see the benefit of putting in extra and more accessibility and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, the, the season's finally starting to fire up, uh, shifting gears a little bit, uh, but uh, we're, we're finally going to get to see some racing and, and some series have fired up. Uh, what are you excited to, uh, to finally check out Brad? Well, you know, I mean, obviously the Pinty series is going to start up soon. Mm -hmm. which is great. But uh, the one series we were, well, at least I was looking forward to, and I think other people was the SRX series. Yeah. You know, it's been really interesting. And obviously uh, Paul Tracy's bringing the entertainment. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, 
So that was one series I was really looking forward to. And I was even saying to myself, it's like, if it's a, it's a series, I think for former champions, wouldn't that be correct? So I was thinking like, yeah. man, they should really try and get Scott Steckley in one of those. I mean, imagine that. Oh man. Like you know? the, yeah. the invitation list is almost yeah. endless. Like if you did like, they have such a good talent pool there. And I mean, yeah, if they started going deeper and, and whatever the conclusions they draw from this uh, inaugural season, whether they choose to expand or, or change up the talent pool a little bit, I can't wait to see. I hope they do start recruiting, uh, like look to other countries and look to Canada, especially because we definitely have yeah. racers that uh, could stand up with those guys. And you're right. It's that, uh, I mean, I've heard, I saw some people on social media say the series in itself is almost a gimmick, but man, mm -hmm. it's, it's so pure. And like, and like you said, like they're there sort of as, I don't want to say it's not like exhibition, but like, I mean, well, they're all there to win. And, and, you know, Paul Tracy, like when you see him with a tear in his eye and everything, I have to say, I like Paul Tracy, the bully better than the victim though. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Own it, dude. <laughs> he's he's kind of been he's kind of been really good at being the bully lately. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I will say that yeah, the SRX we we were pleasantly surprised because it wasn't something that we originally kind of we looked at it going it's a kind of an IROC knockoff, right? Yeah. And I'd say some of the earlier races were kind of meh, but that Slinger event was by far the best oh. that we've yeah. seen, um, and and to me. Yeah, Scott's Scott's up there, obviously represent. Right, right. But uh, Andrew Ranger, oh yeah, has got to be up there too. I, I think I when I did I, I did a um made a tw Twitter comment or whatever, and it was you know some names that you could just think about adding in right. next year. I personally think that they need to go to fifteen to twenty cars. I think it's too small. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Obviously, though, the the bill was a little big with Tracy Reckon every week, but. Um, yeah. I think you get names like Mark Weber, Craig Lowndes from V8 Supercars, uh, right. Sam Hornish Jr., Jill DeFerrin in there. Uh, I'd like to Ron, see L.P. Dumoulin have a crack at L.P. Dumoulin would be a great one. Ron yeah. Hornaday, um, Alex Taglioni, he's an Indy oh, 500, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, there's yeah. there's so many names that they could go with this, and and I'm really uh, you know. It would be really cool to see, you know, how Terry Mix is a, a veteran, you know, Canadian champion. Right. Um, don't know if Mixie would go down and do that after just retiring, yeah. but I'm sure if he got the call, he would be up there. Hey, if he's on his phone. way to Florida or something. <laughs> <maybe yeah. laughs> so, um, Brad, when we go to the Laps for MD program, you mentioned something, meet and greets. Um, right. Are those still a thing that you guys put on and or – is it something that uh, you guys would further like to expand on? It's definitely something we'd like to expand on. And I guess, and the way it was is uh, when we did our first one, again, a lot of support from Joey McCombing, Canada's best racing team, is we did a fundraiser through GoFundMe or Indiegogo or one of those. And, you know, we raised the money to, uh, you know, pay for the tickets, you know, and, um, you know, we even had some shirts, laps for MD shirts that we could give to them and, uh, you know, it was just an amazing experience and uh, the ability to do that and to see the one time when we invited a young boy with Deshen and like he had the greatest time of his life, got to sit in the car and, and get up close with everything and just the smile on his face. And, 
you know, it's a memory that's going to last with him, you know, for a very long time. And then, you know, the track out there in Edmonton International Raceway, we were able to work together there to get, um, it was Joshua versus Deshen, that's his uh, Twitter handle. We, we got him there and he to find out he was actually already a NASCAR Pinty's fan. And, uh, you know, it was quite the experience for him. And, you know, being at the track, they, they even saw him and they made it special for him. So we definitely want to keep it going because, you know, there's a lot of positive effect. It's just, again, cost sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, getting the tickets, even being able to speak to the people at the track who, who run the track, you know, they're, they're busy doing a lot. So sometimes it's hard. So thankfully with Edmonton International Raceway, they're able to work with us, provide the tickets and the VIP experience and they offer accessibility as well. And so everybody had a great time. So yeah, definitely something we want to continue. I mean, there's so many, so much value into it as well. Like, um, you know, we, I think we've mentioned it before, like the, the schedule is so diverse and that you go, obviously this year is a little different, but you go out West and then we go, but we don't really go out to Antigonish anymore, but uh, hopefully, hopefully it's back on there in 2022, but uh, there's so many different tracks that you can have this. If you were to build that relationship with each track, then there's, potential like you have a vip lapse for md guest at every race you know i mean there's that's the dream we see we yeah exactly (laughs) but we see that that kind of commitment from say Mm -hmm. actually gm paille at at, uh, 22 racing they always buy a massive amount of tickets and there's always so many employees that that get to go to the races weather tech's the same quick wicks like that castrol so you know it if we can get a company interested like that you know there there's no denying that that would be a fantastic program uh to put on uh sorry great you were about to say something um i'm not sure what i was gonna say <laughs> no, about i saw you i saw you um, leading into something so yeah no um uh but we can uh lead into uh your your fundraising efforts for uh your minivan, Brad, uh, give us the, the, the long and short of, of help funds Brad's minivan. Yeah. I mean, in recent years, uh, you know, I'd like to, I liked going on walks with my wife until, you know, a year ago, I suffered a pretty nasty fall and, you know, scraped myself up pretty bad. And, you know, every time I fall, I'm lucky to not have broken a bone because unfortunately for many with muscular dystrophy, if we break our bone, the time off, it doesn't allow it to heal and we won't walk again. So mm-hmm. I took it very serious as a wake up call to get a mobility scooter with COVID. It took a little bit long, longer to do. And uh, again, like most people, I, I tried to pick the right device, which I did. And unfortunately mm-hmm. I thought it would fit in our vehicle. And when it arrived, uh, the surprise was, is that our vehicle's too small. It just, it's, it's just impossible. And uh, you know, I also got one that came apart, but the, with muscular dystrophy, my, my arms being so weak and I can't lift or do anything with that. I can't lift it right. up in the car or anything. So that's what led to the lead led to the need, I guess, for a minivan because, you know, I did my research and found that there's a certain lift that they can put in the back area of a minivan that will actually lift up the mobility scooter and place it in the back for me. Mm-hmm. And so right now, unfortunately, without it, it just means it has to stay at home and then, so I'm still at risk of falling and uh, it's just, it's a big time solution to, you know, giving me the safety I need to, you know, sometimes just get out on my own, go to the beach, 
attend a race at a racetrack because I'll tell you the last time I uh, joined a race at uh, Mosport, the last time we were able to, mm-hmm. when I left when I left that day. I, w- I was so weak. I could barely drive home. And yeah, I know, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's definitely a need because these minivans offer the space and the equipment that I need just to get around and uh, I guess enjoy life and uh, still go on walks with my wife. Well, absolutely. It's not just, uh, yeah, like you said, it's quality of life. I mean, yeah. it's not just uh, getting out for recreational purposes, but I mean, even uh, uh, things uh, as simple as going out and getting the groceries that, uh, um, I mean, a lot of people take for granted that, uh, like you say, you're putting, uh, and even uh, give us a plug about your blog too, Brad. I mean, it gives us uh, a, a nice chronicle of, the, or I don't want to say, it's a real chronicle of 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 what, things that we actually do take for granted that uh, that you have to pay a lot more attention to. Right. And, and I like to say, I like to give people an authentic look at muscular. Yes. Like that's a good like, word. Authentic. Yeah. Cause for me, um, I'm not going to fake a smile or try and, you know, pr- portray that life is great all the time. I do mm-hmm. have a great time sometimes enjoy life, but when we hide those moments that are tough, Mm-hmm. It doesn't really help anybody. So I was, I always felt like if I'm truthful about my story, people can relate to it. And, you know, I've gotten emails from people just saying, thank you for sharing my story. It was the first blog I came on to about finding someone actually sharing their story. And, uh, you know, I get those emails every once in a while and it just keeps me motivated to keep sharing my story. Um, in the beginning, it started because I had a work-related injury, and then I started meeting other people, sharing my story, and mm-hmm. I just share what I'm going through at the moment, and uh, at this time, that moment that I'm experiencing, again, is starting to use a mobility scooter just for my safety, to get out, to be free, to have yeah. my independence, and, uh, you know, I just hope everyone would, you know, check out the blog. Again, it's mybeckerstory.blogspot.com, and, uh, you know, just an open and honest look at life with muscular dystrophy. And we can definitely state that, you know, um, it's not always an easy read. I'll, I'll say that from experience. It is yep. sometimes it's tough to hear, um, but it's also an eye-opening experience. Uh, Absolutely. For, for a lot of people that, I, I mean, people know cancer, <laughs> people know injuries, right. people know MS, but uh, not as many people I think know what MD is. Right. And so um, I do recommend people check it out for sure. Um, you know, Brad's always uh, uploading, always got some new content out there. And, and we do uh, uh, absolutely recommend if you, if you, if you've got some money that you're willing to put aside, um, willing to, to help fund uh, Brad's minivan, obviously, you know, we, we know he would have, greatly appreciate it. We would greatly appreciate it. There's only so much that, you know, um, that we can do ourselves. Um, you know, we, we've also reached out to some sources. Uh, we've tried to get some, uh, some people to, to provide one. Uh, unfortunately, um, companies are, are cheap and they don't want to help. Um, even though they make millions and billions of dollars. Uh, but that's another rant for another story. Um, (laughs) Graydon, I know you wanted to, to be the one to share kind of what we at the Stickers and Scuffs podcast are doing um, for Brad. Well, Brad, um, we're kind of dropping the bomb on you here. Um, uh, recently, we're very, very fortunate to uh, gain the, 
the support and partnership of, of Quick Wick Firestarter. And um, uh, because of that, uh, we're, we're selling Quick Wick. And what Dave and, and Frank at Quick Wick have agreed to do is I'm going to be selling four packs okay. of Quick Wick at $6 a piece. And uh, for the racing season, every all those proceeds will go directly to your minivan fund. Wow, I mean that is absolutely amazing because you know, and and I'll be honest with you, with seeing all the advertising they've been doing of a product that maybe I didn't know about two years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just seems like an awesome product. So I'm hoping, obviously, with the need for the minivan, that people will realize that and buy this product because camping season again. And whatever other needs you can use the uh, this fire start quick wick fire starter for. So, well, that, that's that's absolutely amazing, and uh, and you know it gives me a lot of hope. You know, it's uh, it was nice. I mean, I've uh, <laughs> I've been very lucky to to be speaking with uh, with Dave Lloyd, President and Chief Marketing Officer, quite a bit recently, yeah. and we've actually uh, visited in person uh, not too long ago to get this sort of deal done and uh, and mm-hmm. pick up the product and that sort of thing. So. Um, it's, it's really neat to see a company like quick wick, which is 100% all Canadian. Uh, there, are, there are Marcus Lemonis, if you will, the camping world, uh, that they're supporting, uh, over 35 teams in different series across the country. And, uh, and we're just very fortunate that, uh, they wanted to get behind this little podcast and, uh, and support us talking about racing and hopefully we'll be able to raise a few bucks for you. And, uh, and so far I was actually, uh, we had friends up for the first time and we haven't seen them in a couple of years and, uh, he bought one of my pails off me. So that's coming to you. And, uh, I've, uh, I've sold, uh, almost 10 or I've sold 10, four packs so far. So okay. you got about 140 bucks coming your way soon there, bud. Well, I have to thank you so much and uh, quick wick and, and their support of the racing community and the podcast. And, you know, I mean, we haven't met, uh, before, uh, cam. And I know that, <laughs> um, I do look forward to that day and, you know, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, have we haven't met either yet, Brad. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it's coming, it's coming sorry, I derailed your conversation. Go oh, ahead, no, Brad. No. Sorry. No, that's okay. It's just uh, you know, it's just amazing that you know the racing community can join and make such a difference, like for other people with muscular dystrophy, and even this deal that you've worked to try and help uh, raise those funds for my uh, minivan. And uh, you know, I can't wait till that day that maybe I can share and maybe even do a video saying, Hey, I got the minivan and here we go. And, and thank everybody. Yeah. Let's yeah, hope we'll, so. We would, we would definitely be willing to, to come out and, and do a video for that. Cause that, that, that's worth it. So um, Brad, let's uh, let's get out your socials for people right. so that they, they know how to get a hold of you. Um, yeah. Cause I want to see, I want to see, there's a lot of teams across Ontario, across Canada. We've got RS1 that's out there now in BC. Um, how can they contact you if they say they want to be interested in, in partnering up? Well, the first thing I want them to know is that um, with Laps for MD, I know a lot of racing, uh, say, companies or teams, you know, worry about, okay, where's this money going? Again, 100% of what's donated, every dollar, they donate themselves through a specific website maintained by that charity. So if you're in the U.S., it's Muscular Dystrophy Association, Canada, Muscular Dystrophy Canada. And again, I, I take nothing from that. And so the best way to, you know, join me 
and helping to fight the, you know, join the fight against muscular dystrophy, you can uh, DM me at my Becker story, or you can also go to laps for MD again at laps for MD or laps for MD.blogspot.com. Pretty much any way, any social media platform such as Facebook, Instagram, you can get a hold of laps for MD and I'm right there willing to respond and uh, get them signed up. We, we really appreciate you coming back on Brad, your second appearance. Repeat offender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it won't be the last appearance. I'm sure we obviously, we love having you on this time. We actually got a full cast for you. Yeah, uh, we, we're not, yeah, we're you're not, not pinch hitting for the host here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not throwing you in the co-host chair right away, but uh, Brad, we just want to thank you for, for coming on once again. And we're, we're really excited to, to get to be able to interact and, and meet you at, uh, at the racetrack, hopefully starting at sunset. Yeah, perfect. So thank you so much. And uh, again, you know, thank you for the opportunity. And uh, again, keep up the good work because I do like a, uh, watching these podcasts and all the interviews you get. Well, thank Thanks, you so buddy. much. For all you guys tuning in, that's Stickers and Scuffs podcast for this week. Tune in next because really very, very, very exciting guest actually coming on next week from a brand new series in Canada. We're very excited to chat with uh, this particular guest. So we want to thank Brad Miller for joining us once again on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast.